How many of you remember? How many of you are here? We're dealing with the dangers of comparison. I made you understand that one of the things that this generation in particular has been drawn into is a never-ending cycle of comparison. We are comparing lives with other pe- our lives with other people, comparing our fortunes, comparing our lot, comparing our marriages, comparing our uh, jobs, our kids, comparing everything with what others have. But inherent in this comparison are certain dangers that can impact you like never before. Um, we read a scripture from the book of Second Corinthians ten twelve. Second Corinthians ten twelve. This is just a recap, so we are all on the same page, and then we can move on from there. Second Corinthians ten twelve. Yes, sir. Second Corinthians ten twelve. For we dare not make ourselves of the number. We or, go ahead. Or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves. And comparing themselves, and among, comparing themselves, themselves among themselves are not wise. Are not wise. Hallelujah. Amen. And we said um, when, when you are comparing, what usually happens is that everybody has highlights in life. Everybody has their high moments in life. Everybody has their... The, the moment where things are good, things are fine, things are optimal, things are excellent. And it is these moments that we capture pictures of. These moments that we, we like to showcase and we like to exhibit and advertise for people to see. And that is why it is erroneous to look at your life and look at somebody else's high life and uh, compare the two and think that you are failing because of that. Amen. Nobody advertises their failure. Nobody advertises their failure. The first danger of comparison we spoke about two weeks ago was that comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. Number two, we said comparison will stall your progress. Number three, what did we say? No one has a perfect life. We said nobody has it all figured out. Nobody has all the answers. And so to compare your life with others is an exercise in futility. And so, we'll move on to the next. Number four. Comparison limits potential. It limits potentials. It limits potentials. Everybody is a career of possibilities and potentials in life. Inherent in you is a certain grace and uniqueness for your journey and for your assignment. You are on a unique path in life and you are on a, on a unique journey in life going somewhere that the Lord himself has planned for you. And every resource you require has been made available for you on this journey. Amen. And, and that is why the uniqueness of your journey demands that your experiences in life will also be unique. The way and manner in which Saul becomes king is not the same way David becomes king. Because their journeys are not the same, their stories are not the same, their destinations are not the same. 
Whenever you compare your life with another person, what you're doing is making their life the standard to which you aspire. And so you use their life as a standard or a yardstick that you are hoping to get to, that you want to measure up to one day. But unbeknownst to you, your potential is far greater and above that standard that you have set. But the moment you begin to say, ah, I want to be like this, this is, this is life, this is how it must be, then you have limited your potential and you have curtailed your potential. Hallelujah. Comparison limits potentials. It limits how far you can go in life. I was sharing an example this morning with the first service and I said, if you have children in a, a primary school class and the standard that is set there is simply for somebody to be the best and to be the first in that class. You can be the first all right and yet when you look at it globally compared all schools put together, all primary schools put together, the one who is first in a certain class can still be 800th when you put all together. Are you with me now? Because he's only good by that standard of that class that he finds himself. On the global scale of possibilities and potentials, he's nowhere to be found. And that is the same thing that applies in life. That when you make another man's life your standard, you make another man's life the target to which you aspire to, you are limiting the, the potential that the Lord has embedded on your inside. But I pray for you that every grace that the Lord has put on your inside long before you were born, every grace, every virtue that is taking you where you have to be, may it birth and may it be seen by all and may it carry you and bring you to the place of fulfillment without fail in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody say, I am the one. So, the fourth danger of comparison is that it limits potentials. You see, as nobody looks like what they can become at the beginning. Nobody looks, when you look at a man that is going to be great at the beginning, many people don't look or smell like greatness at the beginning. How can a man born in a manger suddenly become the one seated at the right hand side of God the Father Almighty? Because mangers are associated with sheep and cows. And suddenly, he's seated somewhere in the throne room of grace. Because many people's beginnings look nothing like their end. There is no seed that is greater than the tree that is bed out of it. Have you seen the orange tree? Is it not bigger than the orange seed? Have you seen the mango seed? Is it not smaller than the mango tree? Because seeds are just small representations of the possibilities embedded in them. It is the same thing. As you are seated, you don't look like what you can become tomorrow. As you are seated, you don't look like the potential that are embedded on your inside. Even 10 years from today, many of you will not be able to recognize you. 5 years from today, many of you will not be able to recognize you. You don't look like what you can become. And that is why you don't measure up your life based on what others are experiencing, others claim they have, or others are walking in in life. Number, number 5. Danger of comparison. Number 5. It will make you question God and his word. 
It will make you question God and his word. It will make you question God and his word. Amen. Because when you, when you are looking at another man's life, and in your mind, that is the picture of a perfect life that you want to experience also. You begin to doubt your own path, question your own walk, and begin to question the word that even God has given to you. When you look at yours and begin to look at another man's life, you begin to ask questions and, and think that it's God failing me. But because our ends are different, the path will not be the same. The path that the Lord, or the, the process that the Lord decided, or the means by which he called Paul, was not the same means by which he called Peter. At the end of the day, it is a calling for all of them, but the way he goes about calling them is not the same thing. One of them is called on the road to Damascus. The other person is called when a miracle of multiple fish is performed. At the end of the day, each of them receives their calling. Each of them becomes an apostle. But the way God calls them is not the same. And so, there are many times that God knows the end from the beginning of a matter. And he knows how to get you there. So, the path that he lays for you is a different path. That, that is very different from what another man is walking in. And that is why you don't copy and compare yourself with other people. Because you begin to ask questions. If you are poor, for example... He said, my eyes are blind. I am dead. When they were calling Peter, this is not how they called Peter. If, I remember when they were calling Peter, they performed miracle. When they were calling James, John, Matthew, there's a way they called them. I don't think God is calling me. God is killing me. Because it looks like my eyes are off. There's a light shining. I, I have, I've lost track of my sensibilities. I am dying. But that was his calling. Because the kind of ministry he had, he couldn't have been called like everybody else was called. Am I talking to somebody now? The kind of grace that was about to be released through him, an impact that God was about to have or release through him, his calling had to be unique and tailor-made for who he was. The dangers of comparison. You begin to doubt God. Look at it. We are told uh, about John the Baptist. John the Baptist it's proclaimed. He said, said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Then he begins to preach. He said, when Jesus is passing, by, said, this is the lamp of God that taketh away the sins of this world. Did you see that one? He said, this is the lamp of God. That is an emphatic statement. This is. Not this may be. Not. This is. This is. This is the one. There's no doubt. It is a, this could be the lamp of God. That This is. And the Bible says in the book of Matthew that a time came that they took him, so took hold of him and put him in prison. Suddenly, he sends men to go and ask Jesus, are you sure you are the one? Are you sure you are the one? We, we, we are waiting for or we should be expecting somebody else. But before, he was the same man shouting, this is. There are experiences that can make you begin to doubt and question God. And it becomes worse or exacerbated when you are comparing your life with another man. Yeah? It becomes worse. Do you know where God is taking you? Well, I don't know of anybody in scripture that God took them to, 
to a place of prominence that they didn't go through anything. The process is a process of character formation. It's a process of sharpness. It's a process of elevation. It's a process you will need to go through. And whilst you are going to keep quiet and go through it. When, when a tree is being pruned and they are cutting part of the rough edges and the rough edges and the rough branches and all those things, it cannot look at another tree that is being killed and conclude that I am being killed. Because the pruning will lead to prosperity and fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Who are you comparing yourself to? Who are you comparing yourself to? You begin to, you will doubt the Lord if all you do is to compare. Sir, ah, look at this ministry. And look at that ministry. When God called them, were you there? The Lord was speaking. He said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm doing that. What did God tell you when he called? Every time I'm speaking to some of my sons in ministry, I tell them, never forget what the Lord told you when he called you. Because times and seasons will change. But the word that is the foundation of your ministry will never change. You will not be too rich. You will never become too rich to forget the assignment on your life. You'll never be too poor for the assignment to become irrelevant. Hallelujah. And so, understand that when you are on your path, another man does not become the yardstick for your experiences and for explaining your experiences. The dangers of comparison. You begin, look, if, if, if you're not careful, so you begin to, to question and blame God for things you should be thanking him for. You see, for somebody, the thing they call a heartbreak will be salvation. You didn't hear me. For somebody, the thing that others will call heartbreak, for that person it is salvation. Only that when you are going through, you, 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 it doesn't feel like salvation. Just like a tree being pruned doesn't feel like blessing. Just like a baby being born in a manger doesn't feel excellent. Can I go there? Yeah. The dangers of comparison. When you understand that God is with you no matter what. what you're on your path. You're on your journey. He's with you. He goes before you. He's behind you. He's upon you. And he goes to level. You are okay. Every experience is fine. Because he's with you. Many of us need to understand that our experiences are tailor-made for where we are going. That, never forget that one. Do you know that if David had gotten angry prematurely and told the father, you don't love me, so I need to leave this house and I need to go and find something better to do with my life and go and build my career somewhere, he would have missed it. Because when God was sending prophet, the prophet Jesse, uh, the, the prophet Samuel to Jesse's house, God sent him straight, go to the house. Of, he still sent him to his father's house. The same place of rejection, he sent him there. He didn't say go to the field. Why? Didn't God know that David was in the field? Didn't God know? God knew and yet when he was sending, he still sent him, sent him to the place of rejection. The place where he knew that someone won't find him. Because sometimes the place of rejection is also the place of promotion. 
Hallelujah. Number number 6. Number 6. Number 6. Number 6 it leads to envy. It leads to envy. Just before I come, I, I continue with it leads to envy. I spoke to you, I, I just spoke to you about the potential in man and the possibilities on man and where it can take you. But listen, the thing that causes potentials to be seen and to manifest is your belief system and not your actions. Your belief births possibilities, not your actions. Because your actions are product of your beliefs. You do what you do because of what you believe and how you believe. And so everything flows from your belief system. That is why when you, are, you start comparing yourself and your belief system in God is called into question and you begin to doubt, it begins to influence your actions and takes you further and further away from where you are supposed to be. Are you with me now? And that is why one of the things you have to make sure is intact is your belief system. What do you believe? Believing right leads to living right. Listen, one of the, I was saying the first thing, I said, me, I, one, one thing I believe is that I can't fail. No, I, I don't know about you, but I cannot fail. I didn't say I may not, I said I cannot. Ah! And this is not a belief that I, 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 I came to believe before I became a pastor. I believed this long before I became a pastor. There are things about believing eh, that transcends, transcends even religion. There is an inherent belief in a lion that it is it is its best right to chase a deer. Let them give birth to a lion today. Let them give birth to a neighbor deer today. And then let no, nobody should teach them anything. Let us release the two of them. Let's see who will chase who. There's something on the inside of the lion that tells us when I see it, yet it's my birthright to chase it. I don't know about you, but I feel I cannot fail. There's something on my inside that tells me I cannot fail. And I believe there are 17 people here. There's something on your inside that says you cannot fail. That says you cannot go down. And because of that belief system, anchored in God alone, I came to tell you, you cannot fail in the name of Jesus. Let them do what they want to do. You cannot fail. Somebody shout, that is my story. Hallelujah. When your belief system is right. Tell somebody, believe right, believe right, believe right. Yeah. Someone said, as for, as for our family, this is how we are. You begin to believe this, you begin to live it. I've seen people, people have told me, as for this family, we struggle with marriage. You and who? If I, if I can find even one lady in the whole family, extended, everywhere, one person who is married, then there's a problem with your theory. Are you with me now? Say, as for this family, we don't marry. Okay. If I look through from your grandfather to your great-grandfather to your auntie to your cousin, if I can find one person, it means that there's a loophole there where we can exploit. It means that there's still possibility within the, the abundance of bad news for a person to still marry and marry well. 
I don't care what the announcement is in your family. I came to present to you a superior argument from the throne room of grace that as for you and your house, favor shall encapsulate you. As for you and your house, you will do well to the glory of the Lord. Somebody shout yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to somebody right now. Uh, yeah, Daba, I'm talking to somebody. Ah, believe right. Tell somebody, believe right. Believe right. That's why you don't, don't compare. So when your belief system is intact, yeah, you, don't, you don't waste your time comparing. So ah, this person has done, God bless you. Wow. I'm happy for you. And you keep walking. And you keep going. So, ah, this person has broken through. Wow, powerful. It means, it means God is still around. He's still performing. And so you keep walking. So, this person just, 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 um, just, just got married. Wow, God is still in the marriage business. He hasn't retired. He's still doing it. It means I'm still around. I'm still coming. So, this person just gave birth. Wow, it means that God is still in that business. It means things are still happening, so I am coming. See, don't use this as an opportunity to become morose and become, become sad. Use it to encourage yourself that I am walking right, I am walking with the Lord, and I am going to become what I have to become through him. Number six, envy. Comparison leads to envy. It leads to envy. It leads to envy. Envy, 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 envy. James 3, 16. And then so for you read Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. Proverbs 14, 30. James 3, 16. The book of James 3, 16. Yes, sir. For where envying and strife is. For where envying. Envying. Somebody say envying. Envying. Somebody say strife. Strife. Okay, so for where envying and strife is. There is confusion. There is confusion. And every evil work. And every evil work. Every evil. Where there is envy and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. Um, um, envy in, in, in fear then, so. Amoya, are you sure? You know, you know. Amoya, sa. Envy. If if you say so, I can't envy this your tree skills. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where you see what a man has, and suddenly you are filled with a certain feeling of vice and a certain feeling of anger. Why am I not the one in that place? Why, why is it not me? Boy, here in corner. Yeah, you see what another man has and suddenly all manner of funny ideas enter into you. It's as where strife and envy is. There's confusion. All manner of evil. All manner of evil. Means evil is birthed from the realm of envy. That is how a man can kill a man for money. If it is not because of what he has seen people have and his desire to have them by any means necessary, why would he do that? Am I talking to somebody now? Yeah. People see what others have and they are so fixated on it, they want to have it by all means. I'd rather break through in God's time than breakthrough at my own at my own time. Because you see, the thing you call breakthrough for many people is giving them sleepless nights. People can't sleep for the thing you are praying for that you think you are looking at them and you are saying they have made it. 
and you think that you want what they have, they can't sleep because many of them got it by, by, without God. I've told you before, not everybody who, who gives a testimony and says God has done it, has God in it. A lot of the testimonies, God knows nothing about it. Man has used his own machinations. Let me give you an example. If I want to travel, Donald, I want to travel, I want to go to Canada, and I, want, I go and forge somebody's uh, bank statement and forge documents, and I go, and they give me the visa. Did God do it? Wow, skills and machinations. Are you with me now? And so, don't, don't, otherwise, you evil will begin to fill your heart. Suffer. There is a man called Saul. Your, your prophetic place as a king in the kingdom is without question. You stand head high and shoulder high above all others. You have been anointed the king like nobody else has been in, the, in Israel. And uh, the, uh, uh, you have been tormented by offending evil spirits. A young boy even comes to play for drives away the evil spirits. And suddenly they are singing. Saul has killed his thousands. David his ten thousands. And evil fills his heart. He wants to kill him. The man that is helping you drive away demons. You want to kill him. Why? Envy. If you cannot, if you cannot, with a good heart and a good conscience, celebrate the successes of people, you are a dangerous person. If every time somebody shares their testimony with you or what is what, what something good in their life with you and you are suddenly thinking, why not me? You are an evil person. You are a dangerous person. Well, I know you didn't like this one, but let, let, me, let me tell you. Yeah. Why not me? Imagine Jesus comes and Jesus calls the three. And says, we are going to the Mount of Transfiguration. And he goes with them and the rest are saying, ah, this trekker, why are we with them? What kind of nonsense is that? You've called 12 of us. Now, you don't have to call 12 of us. And you have discrimination. And now, you don't have to call 12 If you cannot celebrate people's successes and breakthroughs, you're a dangerous person. I can't, I can't reiterate it enough. It means there is something you need to begin to work on on your heart. You, you, should, be, you should come to a place where you can, you can celebrate other people's breakthroughs. They, look, there are times I, I celebrate people's breakthroughs like they are mine. I take it personal. I'm telling you. I, take it, I am excited as if they are mine. And by learning to celebrate other people's successes... Why would you be envious of anything? Because you are genuinely happy for them. There are many of you, when they are telling you the things that are happening, you are already thinking in your head. Yeah, so, so this one too, you are bragging. Say, so, ah, 
I've just met somebody. He says he will marry me. Your friend is sharing with you and you are saying in your head, it will end in tears. <laughs> one day. One day. Hey! Yeah, this one. Oh, you are saying in your head, this one. Okay. It will end in tears. Just like I remember Miami hope you. Now I'm say to you. Yeah. You can't be look. Comparisonly, it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. It will lead to envy, and envy bets wickedness. The, the, the thing people have done because of envy, the seed of envy produces evil fruits. Yeah. Produces evil fruits. When a man is filled with envy, you, you, you can't recognize him. You cannot recognize him. They begin to do things when you hear you can't believe it. Because envy is a spirit and it takes over the faculties of a man. Hallelujah. It takes over the faculties of a man. And that is why you must not get to the place you are comparing and you are envious. That's the reason why I always say I don't make a lot of pastor friends. A lot of my pastor friends about 90% are older than me and more successful than me. I have only a few, and one of them is in the house today. Prophet David is here. Church, I want you to just, just welcome him. Yeah. About 90% of all my pastor friends are older and more successful like me, or, uh, than, than I am. Yeah. People like uh, Prophet Eric Emeku, people like Bishop Ben Salah, people like... Um, Dr. Lawrence Tete, what, why would um, Bishop Ben Salah be envious if, I, if we build a 2,000 capacity church? He would be excited. What do you think? But if my colleague pastor, who is just like me, hears that I've been 2,000, oh, this one, it's not from God. It is not God. God is not in it. Washiasi. I'll start here. Oh, I'll start here. Then, oh, Yamim. When he started, he was in God. But he said, Now who are boy? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> envy. You can look at another man's wife and you are envious. How? Look at another man's husband, Sofu. You are envy. Nakakao, we are Kakra, kakra. What do you think? Yeah. The danger of comparison. Look, next week I'll be dealing with who you can compare yourself with, who you are permitted to compare yourself with. So you can understand that the only person or persons you are allowed to compare yourself with, you will understand it. Because comparison is dangerous. Dangerous. Comparison can turn your friend into an enemy. Comparison. Ah, Master. Judas, pa, look at Jesus. Nah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I want you to lift up your right hand, please. No, pray. That may God strengthen you to live a comparison-free life.
that you only focus on him, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That your focus, desire, and aspirations are solely on him and on nothing else. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Shalabaro, silabande, brokayadose. Manda boshada. Leborodo, zilalabanda, broshade, libarose. Manda dabayadaha. Le kaborodo, shaladabaya, e kaborodobos. Manda bro, zibaro, sadadabandi. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.